You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Welcome to Band Geek. I'm Richie Castellano. Today joining me in the studio is my wife, Anne-Marie Castellano. Hey, 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 hey. And my co-host, Blind Jarrett Pressman. My eyes hurt. <laughs> What's wrong with you today? I went to the eye doctor and they dilated it and now I look like I went to a fish concert. <laughs> He's the only 30-year-old I know who has like 70-year-old problems. <laughs> <laughs> my eyesight will return in time. <laughs> Is that what they tell you? Do they put on the voice? Every optometrist should yes. do that. Or is it an ophthalmologist that dilates your eyes? No, instead of, I see a, instead of a big dark blur, I see a big light blur. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today is new toy day. <clears throat> but if you'd like to buy your own new toys before you get into it, uh, you want to do it this time, Anne-Marie? What? You want to do the ad this time? Oh, I'm no good at things like okay. that. Okay, hit it, hit it Jarrett. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to your computer or mobile device, you can go to www.riotcast.com slash bandgeek. Uh, oh. And hey, man, you can like, you click on a banner, and maybe you buy something new. <laughs> Doing beat poetry. And then, a small percentage of your purchase, it doesn't go to the media, it goes to us. And it helps us buy new things, like the jive instrument that Richie's playing on right now. Richie, what's that you grooving on, man? This is a rolled hands. Okay, so anyway, oh, what Jared you- was trying to say is, <laughs> if you want to support Band Geek, there are a couple ways you could do that. Um, you can go to our Amazon link at riotcast.com slash bandgeek. Hit the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It takes you to the normal Amazon site. Except now, when you add to cart and you check out, a small percentage of your purchase goes to supporting the show. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and we really appreciate it. It helps us keep the gear working and buy pizza for our guests, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, another way you can help us out, if you'd like to donate to the show, you can go to richiecastellano.com slash tipjar. Uh, a lot of people actually have been asking me they want to support the show, and we really appreciate that, and that's super cool. So if you want to throw the show a couple of bucks and you like what we do, uh, go to richiecastellano.com slash tipjar, and that just uh, goes you know right to PayPal, so that's an easy way to do that. Um, and that's also the same link that you see during the live streams. Let's talk about that for a second. The live streams have been great. Yes, thank you everyone who's been living with us. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um Living. And you said the podcast is starting to do better. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, I'm the one that uploads it and puts little blurbs and, and makes sure that it gets to you guys on Sundays. And um, we get uh, I can see the monthly stats. And our listenership has increased. Um, How much? I don't know a percentage, but we were averaging maybe um, like, I don't know, eight, nine hundred uh, 
regular like listeners an episode and now we're up to like 13 1400 regular oh listeners wow that's episode. a significant jump yeah so the show's 13 growing. 14 that that's like <laughs> and from the, nine and the episodes like this where we actually sit and just talk for some reason go into the 2000s which is weird people that's don't like want to hear about... us play music <laughs> that's almost like 50 percent more yeah that's cool yeah so we really appreciate that. I'm very appreciative today. I appreciate Welcome, everything. new listeners. A yeah. lot of people have been messaging us saying that they've been binge listening, that they just picked up on Band Geek and are now like just listening to all... We are in a binge generation right now. That's like how you do everything. You binge watch shows, you binge listen to podcasts, you binge play games. This is a long show. It's usually 75 to 90 minutes, so that's, this is, that's good on you for binging <laughs> such, a, such a long show. A lot but, of people commute. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's awesome, and, and I've been meeting new band geek fans and older you know band geek fans from the beginning. I met the famous Peggy Vogel. Oh, yes, oh, uh, hi Peggy, very nice lady. I met her, and uh, we played at a vineyard in California, um, where we played for about seventy people that looked like my mom, <laughs> and that were dancing to our tunes. Oh, yeah, it that's was cool awesome. though. No, it, it was awesome. It was it was a lot of fun. Was so it the was... vineyard where they have all the ducks? Do you know about that vineyard? No, but it was a beautiful vineyard. There's it a was... vineyard where they have a thousand ducks come in and they pick all the things off the floor and they like they're the groundskeepers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they're the ducks groundskeepers. I thought they just make the grapes. They're one. so <laughs> cute. <laughs> uh, was was the couple that the 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 people that looked like your mom was there the one couple that's at every wedding and bar mitzvah and sweet sixteen doing the 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 dance where like they go in and out like they're swing dancing but it's to every song? No, no, there wasn't. It was just like. It, it was just, I think they came to dance, and the fact that we were there wasn't going to stop them. <laughs> and then came the last days of May. Yeah, exactly. Everybody was grooving. Well, which is cool. Jared was just dancing like he was in the monkeys. I went, to, I, I went up to Eric during that gig. I said, you better call Mustang Sally, dude. <laughs> I said, this is a Mustang Sally gig. Do you guys do Mustang Sally? <laughs> Everybody does Mustang Sally, Emery. Man, I got a story about that. All right, go on. Well, I mean, it's not a great story, but the story is... Right, then never mind. Everybody, so Jared. <laughs> everybody knows Mustang Sally, right? That's like the running gag. It's yeah. like, oh, Mustang Sally. And somebody requested that at a wedding we did. And they go, they go, oh, we don't know that. We don't know that. I'm like, but it's Mustang Sally, guys. <laughs> like, you know that. Through osmosis, you know that. You might not have ever played it before. And, and bless your hearts for not ever having to play that before. But Are you talking about your band? A band. A band that you play with? A band that okay. shall not be named. <laughs> um, well, that's actually a good segue into one of the talking points for this week. Because is it? Did I, did I do good? You did really good. Yay. Um, you can go now. But aside from being... this is the, the, the primary focus of today's episode is New Toy Day. Because I actually bought a toy, I'd say, 70% for Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> and 30% for me. But it's 70% for Jared. I, I bought him a toy. Jared's actually, used to buying his own toys for you, himself. Actually, the Vanguard sure. listeners bought this for Jared pretty much. Thanks, everybody. Uh, so when you get annoyed by it, you did it. I'm going to get to that in a second. <laughs> but first, I want to talk about a couple current events. Um, there's a video circulating on the internet of a wedding in Florida where there was a lounge band playing. And one of the guests so happened to be John Bon Jovi. And they sort of, okay, well, if you haven't seen this video, pause it, just type j- type John Bon Jovi wedding band uh, into any search engine or YouTube or whatever, and you'll see it. Ask and then come Jeeves. back. So hold on. So, so right now we'll pause. <laughs> or, no, no, no. 
Wait. Sounded like you stepped on something. Here we go. This. <laughs> I don't have a good pause. Go back. Go back to the quika. Quika. No, not the quika. The yeah, the quika. Oh. <laughs> so. There you go. Okay, and we're back. So um. Ooh. Yeah, we, we have this cool. Sounds per- like R two D two. I have this cool percussion toy in front of me. Looks so it's like very R2-D2. hard not to play it while I tell the story. But uh, so yeah. Um, I don't like to poop on other musicians uh but i believe i'm going to do that right now <laughs> and just because like yeah, i get it and you know what there's so many things wrong with that video. okay well first, first explain what it is first, first. Ex- explain what it is for those of, of the listeners who didn't watch the video so like you were saying there was a wedding in florida and there's a lounge band playing not even a rock band a lounge band playing and Bon Jovi happened to be one of the guests at the wedding, and they start playing their own version of Living on a Prayer. And the girl's singing, and she's doing an okay job. It was terrible. Uh, she knew she knew most of the words. Okay, let's review this for a second. <laughs> they're, 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 it's like a jazz band. It was like a lounge yeah, band. They have an upright bass, right? Yep. They have a trumpet soloist, right? They have keyboard player, keyboard player who I think is playing a Rhodes <laughs> through it, right? Like and and not playing like all he has to play is you know um. Uh, yeah, but the they, I think thing. they were trying to do their own version of it. Oh, that, that was a, that was mistake number one. No, but a, if they did like a cool like postmodern jukebox like version of it, that would have been cool. Anyway, but or they didn't. Cooler than they what didn't happens. do a cool version. They did a very lame version. So they, they were like, "Here's the chords to this song." Version. So Here, they, here's the chords that a 14 year old kid in Omaha wrote down. Version. So they start playing it, and you're like, "Ah!" And then, of course, they're pointing at Bon Jovi, and he's like, "Ah, you got it, man. That's, that's right. You the, sound great. You you're sound, playing the song that I do. Yeah, that's my song." And like the the female singer kept gesturing to Bon Jovi and kept trying to pass him the microphone and he was doing the thing that you do when you're a musician at a wedding and somebody starts goading you to sing your song which is like no no man you got it it's all you you guys sound too good no 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 you got it you got it (laughs) and the that's the first thing that's wrong with it like Bon Jovi's a guest at the wedding you don't you don't play a guest at the wedding's song like I, and I know that from experience. I I I. But Richie has the other side of this coin. No, I, did the that once. I did that once. Um, Who's wedding? No, it wasn't a wedding. I played a gig and Frank Laraca came down and he 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 was a Staten Islander and his one of his claims to fame was um, producing the Spin Doctors. So he walked in and I went, guys, one, two, three. Wanna call me baby? Just go ahead now. And he walked right out. He turned and went walked right out because I because you know but I was like. 20 or something i didn't know any better right yeah and i was just like why did he walk out you know <laughs> i didn't realize that that's completely tacky and uncool to do so they i i and what i was gonna say is that i i sang at dennis de young's daughter's wedding and we weren't like let's play lady he'll <laughs> love it yeah <laughs> um but then he came up and said you guys know lady no and then he decided to do his own songs because okay. they people were like sing and there was because, a, that was a mistake also. People just don't know how to Sing act. for the season. <laughs> Sing for the day. Um, so he, Bon Jovi takes the, poorly takes the bait. And then he gets up. Well, at that point, he would have been a dick for not doing it. No, I think he no, would have been. No, Look think, how much they, they like messed with him before he got up there, though. Yeah. You know? Then he would have to deal with like drunk people saying, Oh, you're too good to play a song at the wedding. <laughs> That, that's your voice. You do it. 
They took her dirt. They took her dirt. like that. What would a wedding patron say to Bon Jovi? So, so I'm Bon Jovi, right? And, and Emery's singing the song, so sing a shitty version of it. Tommy used to work on the dial. No, no, you know what? It's okay. It's okay, guys. And then Union's the, been on strike. So then the song's over. The song's over, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't play. What does the wedding patron say to me? Hey, man, you get... How can you sing your song? <laughs> you get... I, I sing your song. All the, People tell me that I'm, a, that I'm like Bon Jovi. You gotta hold <laughs> on. I'm living on a prayer. <laughs> So <laughs> that's like, it's like Rob Schneider uh, okay. not, uh, or like uh, David Spade. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, sound yeah, yeah. Like him. this is, the, I had so many problems with this video. Like a, it's tacky. Don't do that to a, to a musician yeah. who's not working. Right. Um, you can ask once. Right. And if the guy says no, then that's if you want to do it and you feel like you're being respectful by asking, here's how to do it. That's not respectful. Here's how to, okay, guys, if, if any of, cause I know that, um, a lot of our listeners play gigs and they have been in the, in a, they might be in the position that this wedding band was in. Uh, here's how you do it. If you if you want to know how to do it, and 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 it might work out for you. If you're playing a gig and someone famous walks in and you want to play with them, what you do is you go up to them privately, and you say, "Hey, um, if you want, we know this, and if you want to play it, we'll be we'd love to have you up, but I don't want to pressure you." Sure. That's how you do it. You do it on the side. You know what I mean? You don't you don't do it in front of the whole audience. To make that person look like a dickhead if they don't do it. Yeah. You, you do it and, and you say, look, say, uh, hey, excuse me. I don't mean to bother you. We're, we're big fans of yours. We know Living on a Prayer. If you want to come sing it with us, we, we do like a jazzy version of it. But if you want to come sing it with us, that's fine. Yeah. You know what it I mean? It seemed like they learned it because they knew he was going to be there. Yeah, that's, like, that's like, what the, like the Which bride, was extra The bride cheesy. said, you know... <laughs> My cousin is John Bon Jovi. He's coming to the wedding. Jo- so Jovowitz, <laughs> John Bon Jovowitz. So play that song and maybe he'll sing. That's horrible. That's a horrible that, thing. I I hated when I, I mean I still to this day. I mean I pressured always, Donald and Eric to play at my wedding, but whatever. But <laughs> sorry guys. But the thing is, you. But there's a difference. You work with him. Yeah. The, this band didn't know Bon Jovi. Oh, but no. The difference is, I went up to their table and I said, "Guys, would you would would you want to play?" Yeah. That's the difference. I didn't go on the microphone. <laughs> That's Amory's sound, by the way. Amory, show us how to sound. That's Amory's sound. That I'm Wait. <laughs> Stop touching it. You can't touch it yet, Jack. I didn't touch Stop it yet. Stop de-beaming me. D-bag. Gross. And that's how you do it. Now, now if, but here's the other thing. If you're going to have the balls... To ask the person to sit in, do it really well. You better have it. You better have done your homework and have yep. a killer version ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, you're gonna be on YouTube. Because if a famous person jumps up on stage at your gig, the cell phone cameras are coming out. It's gonna be on YouTube, and it's gonna you're gonna have more views than you could have ever imagined having. And if you look like a hack on that, you're done. Now I. No, most of those people were just looking for Pidgeys and... and we'll get to that, too. <laughs> Blastoises. Segway too soon. Too soon. You segue too soon. We're still talking about this. So the original... I found out about this because Jarrett found it, and then he posted it on my timeline on Facebook, and he goes, this is all sorts of awful. awful. Now, I waited for the first few comments to roll in, and then I actually watched it, and I just have so much to say about this. It's wrong. I'm sorry, dude. Maybe Mr. Jovi just wanted to get drunk. Maybe he just wanted to get drunk at his buddy's wedding. Like, why is he not allowed to do that? Why are musicians expected to be constantly on, like, on? 
You know, like, why are you always working? I'm sorry, that's not fair. Like, sometimes, like, if I show up, I mean, this is way different, but if Richie shows up to a friend of ours gigs, or, like, if I show up to a gig, and they're like, hey, come up and sing something. I'm like, nah, man, I'm off tonight. I just want to hang. Like, what what makes him a different human than, than like, us? Also, here's another thing. If you're, all right, say, for example, right, <clears throat> Steven Tyler is in the audience, right? And, and, and you're playing one of his songs, right? If you do that. If you want to go there, right? Um, like, the, I did it with Frank LaRocca, and he didn't appreciate that, and he left. So if you play one of his songs, you risk, you risk him walking out. But say you play it, and say you do it really good, right? Say you start doing Dream On or something at your gig. If Steven Tyler wants to come sing it, he's just going to come up and sing it. There was that video. Remember that video yeah. of him with the street performer? And the guy didn't know the chords. <laughs> well, that, so well, I already got nervous too. But so that's, what song was that? I uh, don't want to don't want to miss a thing. Hmm. So that's one problem is that the band didn't do their homework. They knew he was going to be there. They figured that they were going to like play something and be like, hey, maybe he'll sing with us. They didn't do their homework. A. I don't B. Know, I don't know if it was homework because I've seen like that in a lot of um, not. Well, this is not a generalization of jazz musicians, but a lot of people who are doing like brunches and like restaurant gigs and sure. stuff like that. I've seen them just like half learn things. It's like, oh, I'll just grab the chord sheet and play through the changes day of. It's like, no, man. Like, if if you're gonna do some, an event song like that, you should learn it. Actually, learn it. Figure out an arrangement. Don't just like blow through the changes, man. Yeah, like, man, man. I know. I sound really jerky. Stop touching it. You can't touch it yet. <laughs> you must wait for your present. You cannot build it. You cannot. You build have to it. eat your vegetables first. <laughs> I already had. Um. Yeah, so they'll just, that's my thing. Like, if you start playing it and it sounds good, they'll jump out. Like, doesn't Bruce Springsteen do that? Or McCartney? Like, they'll like, yeah. if, if, but if you sound like a train wreck, they're probably going to say, oh, let me just walk out of here before this, watch this, this, terribleness, this terribleness ends up on YouTube. But then it gets worse. Because they start playing. Bon Jovi goes, all right, I'm going to come up. It's fine. And then <laughs> Amory. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't explain how he... I turned it off after uh, X amount of... He was bad. Yeah, yeah well, but... you know what? He probably doesn't do that song in, in the original key. He probably has an entire arena full of people singing it. Right. They, they, they might have been doing it differently. He, he might have been 10 drinks deep. You don't know the situation. But that's why you don't get up. Because you don't know what's like... Yeah, but he would have been a jerk if he didn't get up. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It's not like it was his daughter's wedding. It was like a friend, like... No, he would have been a jerk. He would have been a jerk if he didn't get up. Man. this That thing just rubbed me so many wrong ways. I, Usually I like being I, rubbed you know the what? wrong I, way. I gave John Bon Jovi a, a pass on that. Not that I need to give yeah. him a pass. <laughs> but no, like, I did too. But I, like, you I know what, dude? Like, you, did, you had no choice. You were put in a funny position. You made the best of it. But the, that band pissed me off so much. Yeah. And, and like, you know what the thing is? Like, my friend Phil Magalanis, who's like an amazing jazz musician, he said, this is what... This is why jazz musicians have a. This is the type of jazz, jazz musicians they get a bad reputation. Exactly what I and, was just saying before. Yeah, and that this is the kind of wedding band that makes DJs so popular. Yeah, like oh, that's he, right. He did say that. I remember. The thing that. is, like, that I was just having this conversation with my dad the other day. Um, you know, wedding bands went, especially in like the early '90s when they reached their peak. They sort of, a lot of them started getting lazy and got that like. You know, the wedding singer, like John Lovitz sort of thing. Oh, this is ladies' yeah. night. 
Yeah, and, and they got they got lazy with with what they were doing because they were they had you know the market cornered, right? And basically, they and they left. had the look, but they didn't have the goods. Yeah, but a lot of guys didn't have the look; they just didn't have it together, and they left the door wide open for DJs to come and and basically wipe them out. And now the, what's happening is DJs are getting lazy, so now bands are coming back, but bands have to be so good in order to take work from the DJs. They yeah. have to sound powerful. They got to sound like the record. They got to they got to have a, like a, a young look. It's crazy what the bands have to go through now to get the to get the work they used to get easily. Mm-hmm. And I went to a wedding recently and I I remember having texted Anne Marie when I was at the wedding and I said there's a percussionist playing along with a DJ. Is that a thing That's now? That's a yeah. regular thing. Yeah. That's been a thing for like 10 Sax years now. Sax players, they have sing I saw a DJ that had um Percussionist, a sax player, a, a violinist, a chick violinist, yeah, um, and they had singers. So they had like karaoke tracks. So they had like a Frank Sinatra guy, interesting, and they had like a Celine Dion chick. You know what I mean? And and it was like they had everything but a rhythm section. Oh, I played, I played a wedding <laughs> once. Move your, move your pop screen a little bit. Sorry, back to the microphone. I played a wedding once. Uh, it was last October, I think. I think it was in like. It was somewhere cool, but I remember they had a guy come in. He was excellent. Um, oh, it was in Sleepy, Ho- Sleepy Hollow, New York. And they had a guy come in, besides having the Headless Horseman running around. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That actually happened. Um, they had a guy come in who was a Frank Sinatra. He looked like a young Frank, but he really sounded like him. And our band was hired for the wedding, and um, he came in and did, like, you know, a four-song set or something. That's a thing. Like, they'll, they'll hire, like, I just do Frank Sinatra songs. I can only... Do five, so... Right. I could do the Here five ones you know. Did you just turn off my mic, Rich? Did I? Yeah, yeah really quickly you did. Is it back on? Yes. Yeah. I'm getting a buzz in my ears trying to figure out where it's from. It's from my bass. Is it? Yep, Is mute it the bass. bass. It's my bass. Have you seen my bass? No, it's not. It was buzzing before. But the, goading him into singing is like the equivalent of even just like being at a... Like when I used to go to, to, you know, to parties and stuff like that, it still happens. And people are like, oh, what do you do? And it's like, oh, he does uh, stand up and he's a comedian, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Tell me a joke. Like it's that it's that even simple or like your aunt goes, Richie, tell play that song for your grandmother. You know, it's just, you know, with you're like, I don't want to. We spend a lot of time. Well, some of us a lot of time preparing and practicing. And we want and when we do it, especially now in camera culture, you know what I mean? Yeah. We want to be good, and if it's if there's a chance that it's going to be crappy and it's going to be like epic fail at wedding or epic like you don't want to do it, you know. I was just angrier at the I was angrier at the band than I was at Bon Jovi because he was put in a weird spot. But they they did something which I was like talking about before with like not doing their homework, which it's like little tiny things that irk me, which is like Tommy used to work on the block, you know, and she was like Tommy used to work down the block, and I'm like that. The, fuck, that's Tommy not the right used word. to work on the docks. You know, like it, it's all wrong, wrong <laughs> it, all around. You're making, you're making a point about wrong lyrics while you're singing the wrong lyrics. That's my point. All right, let's just in closing. <laughs> here's the bullet points. Don't pressure people into singing at number your one, event. You shouldn't have done the song. <laughs> right. right. That's number one. <laughs> yes. Because because that that was always that was already like a eh eh yeah. eh. It's the equivalent of poking somebody with a stick. The only way that could have been successful is if it was like some awesome, awesome, like reworked version. Right. That, so that, that, that takes me to the second bullet point. One, they shouldn't have done the song. Two, they did it like shit. Right? Yeah. That, so, don't, so if you're going to do the song, crush the song, right? And then number three, they pressured him to come up. Those are the three things. That, that is really, never cool. Not cool. 
Not cool, guys. I'm, I'm sh- sorry, Mr. Jovi. And you know what? Now I'm probably gonna meet these people. <laughs> and they'll be like, you just ruined our lives. But no one's booking us anymore. But like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm sure Bon Jovi's yeah, gonna suffer be- for our because our no, no, little no, podcast. No, the, the band, no, the wedding band. Oh, the wedding band. Now but they're the in thing Florida. Is, they, but the thing is, like, they they did it to themselves. Yeah. Especially like, and and they're performing for the camp. They knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They knew they were gonna get on YouTube really fast. So, but uh, you know, if you knew that, you should have had a cool version of the song <laughs> prepared, or you should, or or you should you should have told the guys, uh, bring your electric instruments too, so we can do this song, not sound like dog shit. Oh no, they don't know how to play electric instruments. They're <laughs> jazz musicians. No, because everybody's like so into novelty. Like the past, I'd say ten years, it's been a, it's been an upward trend towards novelty oh they're playing a bon jovi song and bon jovi's right there like everybody loves nostalgia and and like kitschy things and it's just one of those things where it's like oh man it doesn't matter they didn't have to do that this is a hateful podcast (laughs) and i'm and i'm I'm digging it i hate to say that Uh, it's all me man i'm sorry pan geek takes a turn to the dark side (laughs) i think we've talked about it before like if even if you're not a musician like even just a fan to somebody that you respect Mm mm-hmm the appropriate way to meet somebody that you're fan, you know, friends with is is really very simple. It's like you go up if you're a fan of theirs, you can be like, "Hey, man, really a big fan of you know, you know this album or something like that, or really a big fan of your work, you know, really nice to meet you, something like that." Taking a selfie and putting you know a camera to take a selfie in somebody's face is like not cool, really. I would, I, I could never do that. That's yeah. stepping over so many lines. I I want to tell a quick story. I um when I was still living in Chicago and working at Second City, celebrities used to come through there all the time. And I got desensitized to it. Like, I got excited the first couple times, and then I was like, okay, I get it. There are people, too. They're coming to see the show. I'm fine with this. I remember being backstage at one point, and one of the bartenders came to me backstage, and he goes, all right, I know you don't get excited about stuff. He goes, but somebody's here, and you're going you're gonna to be excited about it. I was like, who? He goes, Punky Brewster is here. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I was like, where? And he, like, he, he, like, we peeked out from backstage and, like, he pointed over and I was like, holy shit, that's Soleil Moonfry. That's fucking Punky Brewster. And I got so super giddy and, like, I went over and talked to her. Like, intermission came. Like, I came out from backstage, like, went over to her, like, you know, and I was like, hey, you enjoying the show? Are you having a good time? You know, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I used a, a dude from college that I hate. Um, this guy, I'm not going to say his name, but this guy from college that I, <laughs> that I'd never liked, but he used to be on punk. He used to be one of like the regular people like that acted on punk and Punky Brewster's husband and Ashton Kutcher co-created punk together. Oh. So I was like, Hey, you know, we actually have a friend in common. You know, she's like, Oh, who? And I was like, you know, so-and-so. And she was like, Oh, you know, I was like, yeah, we went to college together. We did theater all the time together. I was like, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a good guy. She was like, yeah. And then we wound up talking for like five minutes and I got to hang out with Punky Brewster. That's awesome. But it was just like, I didn't, but again, I didn't get excited for like, I got excited, but like, I didn't get really like gushy for any of the Ghostbusters <laughs> or like any of my, my comedy heroes. I was like, fucking Punky Brewster's here. <laughs> Um, They're just people too. Did, did I tell you? Also true, but did I, tell, I just got excited. Did I tell the Tommy Davidson story on the podcast? I, I don't think I did. Oh, you met him in the airport. Okay, so never mind. Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Jared. No, tell that story and tell <laughs> no, the story. That wasn't the story though. Tell no, that story um, and tell the I other was, one. I was in the airport, my favorite airport, which is Minneapolis St. Paul, uh, because they have Chick Fil A and Arby's. <laughs> and what I've done there is I made my special sandwich, which is what you do. You you got to you get the Arby's first, and I get a, a medium roast beef, 
uh, actually a large roast beef. Who am I kidding? I get a large roast beef, no bread. A Diet Coke. And right. <laughs> then I go over to Chick-fil-A. So you just get a pile of meat. <laughs> I get a Chick-fil-A and I get two Chick-fil-A's, no bread. Because, you know, low carb, I'm on a diet. And I take the two Chick-fil-A's and I use that as the bread for the Arby's roast beef. And it's unbelievable. And I call it the heart attack. It, well, it's a variation on the eat, shit, and die sandwich. <laughs> what is that? I think that's a Dennis Miller thing. Because, like, uh, um, I think... <laughs> No, I think KFC did a sandwich. It was like yeah, it was two chicken, it was two pieces, chicken two, fried chicken. No, it was two like chicken um, fillets, like chicken patties, uh, with bacon and cheese in between them. And he called it the eat shit and die sandwich. <laughs> so this is my uh, my variation on that. Well, that's great. Anybody who anybody... I made a very sexual video of me eating that sandwich. By the way, <laughs> I people sometimes I have people that you know are always like my doctor says I have to lose weight and I just can't gain any weight. I'm like you're doing it wrong. First, <laughs> instead of bread, use pancakes. <laughs> Second, Secondly, anything you use that requires a bun, that bun, each bun should be a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> oh, God. Third, three bowls of cereal, then immediately lay down and go to bed. Like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so anyway, that's why that's my favorite airport. But I'm online at Arby's, and, uh, and I see a guy who looks like Tommy Davidson. Now, Tommy Davidson, the last thing I saw him in was Black Dynamite. You know oh, what that's I mean? right. He wasn't Black Diamond. Yeah. Oh, what was his I, name? Cream Corn? Yeah, Cream Corn. <laughs> <laughs> they, they hang him up yeah, the building. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say when nature calls. Um, <laughs> so he looks he looks a little different when he's not decked oh, out yeah, in the 70s. Oh, yeah, that is him. He's the little, he's little, the little pygmy guy. guy. So I'm, I, I'm looking at him. God. I'm looking at him. And I'm looking like, is that Tommy Davidson? And I'm online at Arby's. And, um, and the, guy at Arby's, the guy at Arby's sees Tommy Davidson and he goes, yo, what up, what up? Like, I'm like, I go, is that Tommy Davidson? He goes, yeah, that's Tommy Davidson. I'm like, oh, that's Tommy Davidson. And I go up to him and I'm like, that he was online to get like a cheesesteak or something. And I go, I don't mean to bother you. I'm a huge fan of yours and I can't stop doing the Michael McDonald voice because of you. Right? <laughs> and your bit. And he goes, let me hear it. <laughs> and I did, the, it, was, it was like 7 a.m. So I did like a, she had a place in his life. And he was like, all right, pretty good. I'm glad I inspired you. <laughs> 7 a.m. He made you sing in the airport. No, he he asked me to sing and I did it, which is the thing. Woody was there watching me. Like I can't. He believe probably you're was singing. like crying, his mouth agape. Yeah, I just like I, the the way you just inter- in, uh, imitated Tommy Davidson is perfect too. Let me hear. <laughs> I love Tommy Davidson, but that like one of his early com- comedy specials where he does um, Anita Baker and um, he does. Uh, Michael McDonald, he does Mick Jagger, I think. Yeah. He, do, he does a bunch of singers, and it's great. Check that out, definitely. <laughs> um, I just heard, um, was it Jamie Foxx who did like a bunch of different voices? Like he did like a comedy special where he was at a piano and he did like a bunch oh, of yeah, different that's, voices? God, that's a great awesome. video. What a talented man. Holy crap. I saw him at the Holy airport. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. He had like a whole entourage with him as a yeah. lounge. I was too afraid to talk to him. <laughs> I would be afraid to talk. Hey, to man, him. we in the lounge together. And he looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, man, he's he shades on in like cool, cool clothes. Did you go? What's up with Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I guess we're. I guess you followed up Ray with Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, I want to. Uh, a thing, sort of, in line with the thing we're to- talking about is how you know. A lot of musicians are afraid to do things now in public like that because the cameras are always on. Yeah. Did um, you ever tell the story about when you were in the airport playing video games and What's-His-Face walked up to you from, was it the Black Crows or something? Counting Crows. Counting no, Crows? No, I wasn't playing. 
Which crows? Was I playing? Counting you crows. You're playing Adam, galaxies Adam, or something. Uh, Crow Diddley? Crow no, Diddley? Adam, no. What's his Adam Durance. Mm. We, no, we were at like a stopover and we were like just sitting there for a long, long time. And he was also at the airport and I went to Eric. I said, I think that's the guy from the Counting Crows. And Eric went out to him and immediately schmoozed with him. And turns out like we just talked about video games for an hour. <laughs> and because he, he like had a really bad video game addiction. And he said he he said as a singer, <laughs> video games are terrible for you on tour because when everybody because you, you stay up until like three in the morning playing video games and you don't sleep and you can't sing. So he said he had to stop because it was actually affecting his health. Interesting. And I believe Absolutely. the game he was playing was Age of Empires. That's when Anne Marie gets the sickest. Yeah. You know, a new Dragon Age came out. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't but, judge me. You know, I get that. I mean, it's funny the. Uh, the streaming episode, like the last one we did, uh-huh. I was really nervous about that one. And I want to talk about that for a sec um, because thank I want to thank everybody for how, like the, the reception it's getting. Like everybody's going crazy over that. Which one, the Beach Boys? Yeah, I was really nervous about that because, you know, I don't think I played it perfectly or sang it particularly well, but, you know, I think... I thought you sang it phenomenally. You made real good bread. But... The, <laughs> No, but that's like something that I'm learning about is that people just want to see it and they don't care about the mistakes as much as I do. You know, like I get really anal about mistakes. You we know, all get no. that way. <laughs> you never. We're all our own worst critics. No, so though, if right? you haven't seen last week's episode, I did. Um, I get around by the Beach Boys and 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 the Band Geek fans and listeners and I guess viewers. Uh, wow. have told us that they really like that kind of episode. So we're going to do a lot more of those, and I'm already starting to practice the next one. It's a secret, uh, and I'm terrified to do the next one. Cause it's, it's a, what is it? I'm, I'm not telling you. It's a secret. Mouth. Shut up. You know what it is. No, I don't. I can't tell you. Mouth it. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's going to be But now the audience doesn't know. You make them feel like they're left out. No, the they're not left out. They're just going to have to tune in next week, guys. Not next week. I need like a month or two <laughs> to learn Tune in this next month, song. guys. It's going to be me singing the entire score of the HMS Pinafore. But, but eventually, <laughs> I think I might get to a point, because I'm trying to make everyone a little more challenging than the last one. Mm-hmm. I think I might get to a point eventually where it's like, okay, this week Andy's going to play drums with this. <laughs> you know, and, Andy's yeah. playing, and this week, uh, Anne-Marie and Muff are going to help me sing a little bit. So I There's think no that, shame in that. I mean, the novelty of it is watching one person do it. Uh, but what was pretty crazy is I didn't think I was going to be able to get it done in an hour and a half. Like, That's but, impressive. But the reason I was able to do that is, be, is because I didn't stop to fix mistakes. I was going to say, that's probably good for you. Like, <laughs> psychologically, that's probably a good thing to yeah. impose that kind of deadline because then you're fighting the two, like, your nature. Whereas, like, I must go and fix. It's like, no, I must get this done, which will win. But um, everybody, I, I made a video of, like, the end result of that. I edited the, because I just had one camera going with the live feed, and I just chopped up the live feed bits and put them in a split screen thing just to show everybody how it came together. But everybody's like, oh, look, it's great. And they're comparing it to the other split screen videos. I'm like, yeah, but those, I took my sweet ass time. I did everything over and over and over again until it was great and then, like, moved on. But this one, I, you know, I, I was, I'm very surprised and, and, you know, thankful that everybody was into it, even though it's not, you know, a flawless performance. Right. Flaws are okay. I mean, sometimes some of the best concerts and some of the best musical experiences I've ever had seeing people play is when, are when, like, you know, something goes wrong because then you're in it together. Then you experience something with that person 
that didn't happen before won't happen again. You know, like a, a lot of times it's like I saw the police once and, and Sting forgot all the words to King of Pain. And <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments at any concert. I was like, yes, you're human. You're human. I saw Blue Oyster Cult once and Buck forgot the lyrics to Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment on that. I can't. <laughs> I like my job. Leave me alone. Shut your face. That's a hard song to remember all the words. No, no. Man. Harvest Moon is Harvest a. Moon. I, like I think. I think I was doing a club once with Danny and Ju- and Jules, and and they're like, let's do Harvest Moon, and I was like, oh yeah, sure, and I was like, I know it. Away from here My grandma told me something And she had a goat And she was restless And the winds And the leaves from trees By osmosis from listening to the song for a decade That I'd be able to do it And I was like, oh, I only know the first two lyrics The first two lines, that's it I love that That's got a lot of words in it But my the way I'm connecting those two two ideas is that like we live in like a camera culture where people are afraid to screw up on camera yeah. you know what i mean because it gets posted so like this was like me doing me doing these videos like when i did you can't do that and i get around is sort of an exercise in conquering my own fear yeah because i don't like like i always feel like i want to put my best foot forward and i don't like showing anybody mistakes like you know don't show anybody the mistakes like do it again like when we're when we do band geek like we do several takes of the song sometimes because i don't want the mistakes to be in there but i'm starting to learn that people like them which is (laughs) which is mind-boggling to me they prove it proves that you're actually doing it (laughs) well then i should be super popular Like, we're not tracking. This is happening, you know? Yeah, like, this is... Yeah, they they like the mistakes. They like the... That it's happening and that they're experiencing it. That it's not like some um, weird alternate idea of yourself that you're putting forward and trying to, you know, push on people. It's like, this is it. This is how it's happening right now. And like, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. There are some cringeworthy moments for me in the I Get Around video. But I'm like, you know what? Like, people were there... Like, the coolest thing about that particular video is people were there watching me do it. it. It was, like, I feel like we all made that video. Like, me and the 50 people that were watching me, like, we made that video together. And especially if you watch, because I also posted the entire podcast of me making it. Like, I'm talking video to people. Or? The video. I posted the video. Oh, nice. And there were audience members helping me mix it. Aw. Like, a guy said, put a slapback reverb. On the uh, that is so cool. On the thing, and I did it, and I was like, "I'll do what that." What a that cool sounds... thing! Yeah, that so, is so cool. So like, what we, a cool like, thing we, to make up. We all we all did it together. <laughs> What's you a slapback I mean? reverb? What's it? Oh, it's like, like a old time radio. Oh, that's what it is. No, 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 I know. No, that's <laughs> it's like when you hear it bouncing off the walls. Well, that's what latency is. Slapback. Echo. Slap bum. We could be watching Hollow Notes right now. Where are they? PNC. We saw Hollow Notes. The supermarket. Yes, PNC the supermarket. Oh, I got the greatest retweet and like from from Oats. From Oats? <laughs> oh wait, that's right. That I, was a while ago. When 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 Marvel Civil War was coming out, there was like a flyer of like Captain America and Tony Stark like grilling each other like in the face. <laughs> yeah. And I saw an, a Hall and Oats album cover, which was essentially the same pose, and it was funny because 
um, Oates has the dark hair and the facial the, and the facial hair, the beard and the goatee, whatever. And you know, a Hall is blonde and sort of Aryan looking, and like just like Captain America <laughs> and Iron Man. And I posted like a, that picture on Twitter saying, "Super excited to see Marvel Civil War," <laughs> right? And John Oates liked it and like retweeted it. That's amazing. Oh, that's the my best. man Oates. It's my man Oates. Uh, and that next, moving on to the next I'm topic so today, um, Anne-Marie has um, contracted or developed uh, an addiction to Pokemon Go. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but I found out that Anne-Marie is right in the sweet spot for the age demographic. Of- so you've all seen the meme, right, where it's like a brown unmarked van that says how to catch a 28-year-old in 2016, and it says spray painted on the side, rare Pokemon inside. <laughs> No, I saw the meme that had uh, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Yes, I've, I've seen that too. So can I can <laughs> I defend myself? Well, first explain bit. what it is for the for if anybody happens to not know what, what this gigantic cultural phenomenon is. Yeah, well, that's exactly the word I'd use for it. Cultural... Anyone born before 1988? <laughs> so I was born before 1988. Get out of here! I don't like you. So it, that's exactly <laughs> the word for it—a cultural phenomenon. Now. I hated Pokemon as a kid. This is not nostalgic for me. I think Pokemon is dumb, okay? I got to be careful who I say that around these days, but I think Pokemon is the stupidest. That being said, I have to support this game because what it is, they call it augmented reality, right? Sort of like how like Google Glass was trying to like get this sort of thing. It's, it's, it's from the same kind of branch of thinking. So what they did is they essentially took like GPS and they inserted pokemon in the real world like in the real world like there could be one in your living room right now there's one in the grocery store and yeah, you know so you look at the, G- the the gps map on your phone and it says oh there's a little critter here and you no have to, you have to walk around it doesn't actually walk up it to doesn't it. say there's a critter there it like only if you're close to it will it say that's there but the point is it's not like you're sitting on your couch and and scrolling through the map you actually have to get up walk outside and go find the freaking thing yeah so that is just the coolest virtual reality or augmented reality, then, as they call but it. But then, yeah, it's augmented reality because what, what happens is when you find one, um, you click on it and your camera opens up from your phone and you see like this little animated guy with with shadows and everything yeah. jumping up and down. In, in the real world. In, in, yeah, so on, he in could be world. on your shoulder. He could be in yeah. the refrigerator. He could be, you know, mm-hmm. what it's, you know, depending on where you are. Yep. Like there was fish like in, a, in, a, in the sea somewhere. Yeah. Fishy yeah. So... Now, I wasn't, it's not like this thing came out and I downloaded it right away. So our cousin Phil. Yeah, only two days later. (laughs) Two days later. But it took some convincing because, again, I thought Pokemon was dumb. And I never liked it. And I actually almost thought less of a person when I heard they played Pokemon, like when I was in high school even. I was like, why are you playing Pokemon? That's for kids. We're in high school now. We're way too cool for that. (laughs) Um, Same thing with magic, but I'm sorry, guys. I'm like... Cashing my nerd points, cashing you, out my nerd points right now. Apologizing I don't know the, the geeks of Band Geek. <laughs> well, okay, so Phil got really into this game as he is wont to do, and we were driving to a gig on Friday because Phil's in my band now, and he's playing this in the car and he's explaining it to me. I'm like, this is kind of cool. And then the next day, I was like, all right, well, shut up and stop playing this game and keep your eyes on the road. I need help. Next day, I'm reading a bunch of articles on Facebook about how this game is actually helping people with mental mental issues like people who have to go for mental health walks people who are agoraphobic people have a hard time to- like talking to other people um because what happens is and this has already happened to me a bunch you're walking down the street and somebody looks at you and they go what level are you like that happened to me okay so i walked to the park down the block from my house and as i'm 
I'm, I'm like on a, one of the busier streets on, on Staten Island. Somebody's pu- making a turn. As he's making the turn, he calls out the other side of the car. He goes, what level are you? I'm like, I'm only four. He's like, there's a pokey stop in there. I'm like, okay, man, cool. And It's a shared like cultural experience right now that everybody is like, everybody, w- w- nowadays everybody spends time apart. You know. Yeah, and and virtually it's like well if I we wanted to play it's like a it's a like a live MMO, yeah. massive multiplayer online game. Whereas you'd be sitting in your house sedentary playing this game with all these people who actually exist but you only get to see their avatars. But that's why I like Artemis so much, which we did an episode on that game because like really if you play Artemis correctly, you got to have all your friends in the room together screaming at each other. Right. Yeah. And that's my favorite part of it. And with Amory... Part of the Artemis. With, with, with Pokemon Go, your favorite part is that you and Phil will get in the car and go on a hunt for these Pokemons. Well, and and then you'll end up with 200 people on the board. That's exactly and what and happened. Have like, and, and it's like this like impromptu party uh, pops up wherever you go. It feels like you're at a concert, like an outdoor concert. Like it's that vibe, you know? So last night at like... 10 30 11 o'clock at night me and phil go down to the boardwalk right on the beach and there's this big long boardwalk and now i used to loiter at this beach when i was like in my late teens and i might have gotten a summons there because you're not supposed to be there like after dusk it's it's illegal you're not supposed to do that i go in there 11 11 o'clock at night the parking lot is full the cops are there they're like eh Eh, the cops are playing. The cops are playing. The cops are giving tips to people. Be like, yo, there's a Voltorb down there. Like, like, what are these words you're saying? About two, probably 200 people spread along the pier and everybody's just like helping each other and it's this cool community vibe and like you don't really get to see that a lot in New York. I just wonder where, um, what's going to happen next. Like, how is... Is this going to be a fad or are other games going to pop up or is this going to get more involved? I'm, that's kind of why I'm playing it because I want to show that I'm, I want to add to the numbers. I want to add to the support of this because I want more things like this. So hopefully they, they do something I care more, more about like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or. I, 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 I think, I mean, I think that's a great, great idea, but I also have the feeling that it's going to be a fad because people are like, yeah, and I'm kind of done walking around. It ate my data. A lot of people are like losing weight. And because in order not to losing weight in three it's days. only been out for three days. No, dude, there's these things, right? Obsessive gamers like Philip, for example, and myself, um, you loot these eggs, right? And you have to put them in an incubator. And the only way they'll hatch is if you walk X amount of kilometers. I have two of them in there that are, I have to walk 10 kilometers before I can see what hatches out of this egg. 10 kilometers. Yeah, but every, you're saying it in like the people, people like, I lost 15 pounds okay, playing Pokemon Go. No, no, no. Go. That's not how I'm saying it. I'm <laughs> saying it like people who would normally be sitting on their couch eating Cheetos are walking out in the street and talking to and people. And having heart attacks. There's nothing Pokemon but a good Go. thing. I, this I, is a good thing. I tried it. I tried the game when I was in Wendover, Nevada, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the desert. And I'm like, probably got some cool Pokemon at it's like, Wendover. It's like I took a spirit walk in the desert to find like critters. <laughs> to be, to, to, in the but, plus. And, and also, I'm far from the bones of my ancestors. But, but, now, but now Eric's playing it. And, and it was hilarious because Eric picked up the thing. He goes, all right, I got it. What do I do? He's like, you got to walk around. He goes, what do you mean I got to walk around? Like, you got to get up and walk around. Yeah, you cannot play this in your home. You can't. So the music for this thing, let me see if it'll come up. It sounds like the, the main theme sounds like uh, if Genesis was playing the Zelda theme song. <laughs> what about the actual Pokemon theme song? I don't know. I if... be oh, a thingy just popped up. Best. 
Alright, I'm gonna get this thingy that just popped up. Great. Playing video games during our show. Awesome. Do you know what the benefit here, though, is for the, like you said, is it gonna oh, be a fad? Is this particular game and the particular subject matter that's in the game lend itself perfectly to the augmented reality? Because oh, yeah. the, this, is, the, this, this is a wonderful utilization of that technology. Because yeah. the the wasn't the like the plot of Pokemon was finding Pokemon in the wild, catching them and, and catching yeah, them and, and says, training them and a wild Spearow has appeared. You know, so it, like it lends itself. Like if it was just like you're gonna walk around Dagobah and look that bat thing that flies past you. It's like that doesn't all right. Uh, and I can see Yoda's house, but that oh, doesn't really do anything. Like this is like walk around in the wild and you'll find wild Pokemon. I get it. You also called Pokemon Pokemons before. I don't know. Richie, uh, the plural of Pokemon is Pokemon. G- great. Is it like moose and moose? And meese. No, the plural of moose is meese. All right. I want to do... No, it's not. I want to do the uh, the main thing of today right now. The Poke so we're going to Pokemon. We're going to Pokemon stop. That was horrible. There's a way to do drum rolls in this. I can't figure it out. Anyway. Um, I'm going to do it better than you. You, you are. I'm going to take my guitar off for a second. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk... Don't touch it yet. It's not for you yet. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. I like getting him all riled up. You. <laughs> Quiet, you. Bitch. We've, we've, turned, we've turned into Sherman and Mr. Peabody. <laughs> Quiet, you. Okay, so there's a thing I've, I've wanted for a very long time, probably for about 15 years or 20 or 10 years, however long this thing's been out. I've, I wanted it ever since I saw it at NAMM. Uh, Roland makes it. It's called the Hand Sonic, and it looks like... Um, a drum-sized Millennium Falcon uh, <laughs> yeah. with pads on it. Um, and it's a electronic percussion instrument. Now, a lot of people get on me, especially drummers, for my use of electronic instruments. Well, let me explain to you why that is. So, one, I live in a fully attached house and, like, real drums, acoustic drums, that's not an option. Can't do that. Um, two, for what we do here in the studio, we have a lot of live mics and, and the podcast, we don't want any acoustic bleed. So even when I have to play an acoustic guitar part, I use the Variax because I don't want the bleed into the mics. It makes the mix very difficult to do. Um, also, this just gives me a lot more options. Like with this thing, if Jared wants to do a percussion part, I don't have to say, okay, let me get out the conga or the bongo or the tambourine or the cowbell or the shaker. It's like I have this one thing. Or that fish. Yeah. So this is... This is um, an all-in-one thing. It's expensive, but I actually got one on Craigslist. I saw uh, me, me and Jared have been talking about getting one for a while, but they've been very <laughs> expensive. And some guy was just selling one. He said good condition, so I, I jumped at it, and he was wasn't too far from me. And so here it is. It's I have the Roland Hand Sonic Ten, so you can look that up. And it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pads, and this little beam thing that you could um, you know wave your hand in front of. And um, the thing is this. Jarrett, uh, we, we discussed this a lot. He, he's absolutely a part of everything we do here at the podcast, but sometimes he feels left out because he can't, doesn't have an instrument in his hand, but everybody else does. And if he's not singing lead or if there's no like, good background parts or if we don't, say, uh, play this part on kazoo, yeah. there's nothing for him to do. So I kind of got this for you. I got it for me, but I, also, I got it kind of more for you. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> so right now I'm gonna play so it. So Anne Marie can go. Ooh. I have a, I have a, a so I could be R two D two R two D two being interested in things. Yeah. So here's the conga, um, and also if you hit it hard, like on the side.
So for somebody who doesn't know a lot about musical instruments, this has different um, triggers in different parts of the pad, just like our Roland drum yeah. set. So why don't you, Is why don't that you right? give it a whirl, Jared? <laughs> Try it out. Yeah. A whirl. Now give it like, yeah, see when you like slap it on the, on the side, like a rim shot sort of? Yeah. Yeah, that's how you would do it if you were playing it on a regular bonger. Yeah, so that's just, also, the closer you get to the D beam, the louder it gets to watch. That's good. That's no. Mississippi Queen. So that's the, so. <laughs> only should I use this? Um, so this is the. There are these quick presets here. So try them first. Okay. So, so. we got conga and then. In the middle of the... <laughs> Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the... Hold on. Middle... I got you, Jared. Oh! Here, give me a beat. Right. That's a real song. I'm on my very ex right now. Can, no we play, can we play all the Beatles songs? Oh, it's in the fracking ship, Bill. <laughs> oh. No, the ones with the congas. And the tabla, actually. Oh, the beat the that is, is this. Let's show the beat. This is for um, With and Without You. Then the the really deep one is the center pad. Oh, the. Ooh. That's a D beam. <laughs> That's the sound from Temple of Doom. There you go. Cool, we can get that. So that's a tabla. So what's the next one? Uh, Welcome to uh, the islands, man. <laughs> oh, this instrument is so racist. <laughs> it really is. No, it's not racist if you're playing other ethnicities. No, but instruments. Jared's gonna make it racist. Feeling hot, 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 Nothing. Ah. All right, try try the other kid. That's, that one's terrible. 
Drums. Oh, wait, okay, so. Hi-hat's in the middle. Wait. So what's your hi-hat hand? Yeah. So keep that there and alternate boom, cha, boom, boom, cha with your other hand. No, no keep this Oh, here. that's weird that here. the bass keep is on here. the... Keep this hand here. Bop, 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 bop. Oh, all right. Like 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 you're like you're desk drumming. Yeah, but that's that's opposite of what it should be. Nope, that's right. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> I try the try the D beam on that. Nah. Swipe it fast, go cha. Wait. Alright, let's see if you can let's see if you can now play drums on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little beat. I'm gonna play a little thing. You you play along with me. No, I'm gonna start. Sound effects kit there. Try that one. Wait. Okay. Ooh. That's very useful. Never ever use this kit on the show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. All of it. Look at his face. <laughs> so these are just the, the five priests, the five like quick access ones, but press kit and now use the rotary encoder here. Wait, is someone that said muff? Yeah, I made one for you. Oh. But go through those really quick and tell me what the sounds are. This is Latin percussion. No, sorry. This is Latin percussion. Next one. Djembe. <laughs> that sounds like bones. Oh, I don't know. All right, next this. one. Uh, Cajon. I, what is it? Cajon. Cajon. Not a Cajun. It's that box that drummers sit on. That's the D-beam sound. Jazz kit. Where is it? That's a good... Free jazz. That's a good jazz beat you're playing there. <laughs> that sounds like some Sammy Nestico shit. <laughs> what? Living on a prayer Take my hand And I'll make it I swear Sammy used to work on the dark <laughs> Unnecessary two fives. I was just saying. Uh uh. Wait. 
Uh, so, who goes, we gotta hold. <laughs> so hold So let's 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 move off of this topic. We've we've, we've been too mean on this already. But it makes for such great musical oh, jokes. Pandiero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love. What is that? This cuica. No. Is that a cuica? Yeah, probably. That's what it sounds like when Jarrett masturbates. <laughs> this is called the McDonald's straw uh, drum kit. That's a cuica. That's a cuica. That's actually how that instrument works. But you Everybody th- dance now! Sorry. Latin house. That's a, I like that. I throw my hands up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I throw my sandwich in the air some. What? Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired. And you never come in thunder. Turn a thunder. Guys, something important just happened. We can play Total Eclipse of the Heart and have the thunder sample. It happens on the two, the second beat. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my teeth. Oh, Every now and then I get a little bit lonely. Uh, what's, what's next? We've spent okay. too much time in the nature set. This one is called China. Boom. Oh, it's Wait. probably the pentatonic scale. Ba ba ba. Do all five. That's racist. Do all it's five. It's called China. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Johnny tidying power. Oh, oh my. Now, now you're making Tiger Fang music. Of <laughs> course cool. it's that's the cool. gong. The D-beam is the gong. Okay, this is called orchestral. Mega made. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. Alright, next kit. Uh this is called Conga. Bitty come a chicken butt and baby do that conga. Any longer. Getting Jarrett? Are you having a blast with this thing? Yes. Alright, what's next? Yes. Now are you gonna actually be good at this or am I gonna edit the crap out of this? Well no, when I have to sit there and go like We'll see. We'll see. We're going to have to test you today. Bongo. Woo! Turn the page. Yeah! Oh, wow, wow! (laughs) Wow, 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 wow! What is that? E? Mississippi Queen. Timbales. <laughs> My, this is this is genuine joy we're seeing right here because I, I his is, face is so this red. This is no bullshit. We actually did not let Jared play with this until just now. He's dying. <laughs> there it is. Are you a cartoon from 1994? 
right, I'm gonna <laughs> skip ahead here because I'm getting bored of this. So okay, I'll, I'll go to I think it's 47 maybe. 40. Oh my pot drum. I hear the drums echoing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I think it's number 47. Funk 47. Jump. Number 48. Okay. All right. So I made. Hold on. I made a set just for you. It's called Muff Set. I programmed it into here. And this is just for like what we would use it for for Band Geek. So explore. Okay. There, that's the that's the Mississippi Queen. That's one. the good cowbell. B. A. I don't know if I've ever heard this song. E. Queen. Do you know what I mean? Okay, ready? Now watch this. So, I gave you, wait, I gave you two tambourines, so you can do this. Because you're touching the... Alright. You're D-beaming. So you can do like... That's why the notes. magic is in the D-beam. No, other way, other way, other way. So you can sort of get that, like, you know, alternating... Hand sixteenth note thing, alternating like side. You know what? I I somebody asked me this once too. When I played the drums, my oh I always accented with my left hand. I don't know why. I went righty because you didn't practice. No, it was just it was just <laughs> always my natural hand to like hit. It, so it always fucked me up. Go to the other one now, and that that will the other one will choke that one. Oh. Whatever that is. Mm. Oh, I wanna dance with somebody. I wanna feel the heat. Yeah. I wanna dance with somebody. With somebody who loves me. I wanna dance with somebody. So that's all, right? <laughs> Jarrett, D beam. I can show <laughs> you the world. Sex gliss. <laughs> Sex gliss. So now when there's a percussion part in the song, instead of like me having to overdub it later, like you can do it. So like Do you want to try Well to play- we're living here in Allen Town. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get like the cajon or the jojembe or a bongo and maybe we'll try to play a little something. Okay, hang on. Wait. But he's I don't think our audience me. wants to listen to you do this right now. Sure they do. Poot <laughs> poot. <laughs> okay, wait, what am I looking for? Car chase. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, great. Car chase. Find, find like something you can play with us. Let's oh, I thought we were going to do that song. I don't know that song. It's, mean, there's, no, there's no chords in it. Hang on, just one second. Vocals. <laughs> Bless my soul, What's this? You got this is fo- Axel Foley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
don't like that sound. It's a honky horn. <laughs> but the other one's like a clown horn. Oh, now we can play California Girls. <laughs> <laughs> To that verse. Well, you should, well, you need a house kit for this. No, no, no. I just wanted to do it for oh, the. Oh. Sex on the beach. Don't want standing on Salinas. We freak in my dream. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. You happy now? All right. All right. Wait, so, where am I going? Oh, I actually go to with this thing. What am I looking for? Uh, try to find like a cajon or a bongo or something. Let's play something. The thing that says K-John. K-John. Uh, no, he should go to the one with the djembe and the bells and stuff. The djembe? Yeah. Because it has that boom. Is there like a bell? Yeah. That 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 one's a good one. So. Wait. These are all like so. Find a different kit that you like. Nope, that's, that's not the cajon. Sounds like a dirty box. That's not no. This is gonna be okay. great every week to deal with. Like I, I already regret this. That's good. That's good. So try to come up with a beat for this if you can. Let's, let's see. Let's let's give you your percussion test right now. Don't do that. A minor. Okay. Go Got it. C. Got it. Now, isn't the beat like? It's boom. It's like it has that like. It's a triangle. Ding. Yeah, you need the. What is this thing? Richie's gonna find you the sounds. I'll tell you what you need to do. Ooh. <laughs> How perfectly timed is that? Ooh. We need something like a. That's almost right. Can I blow Phil up on. That's <laughs> two abrasive. Awesome. If I can find a sound. set with the tabla on it yeah. that was go, go to cool. one of the other it was like the one with the sitar had a really good <laughs> but that one had the snappy thing on it yeah that's I was trying to tell you I think there's a snap all the way on the right. 
This is good. Just do that. So look what I'm doing. Both hands on these pads. Not that that's the right drum beat, but that sort of fits the mood. So, boom. 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 So, always start the middle pad on one. See, yeah. I always go with my left. That's so, you go with your left then. No, no, but it's like I can't. Yeah, I have that issue with bongos. Yeah, go with your left then. Boom. Good. That's fine. Good. Yeah. Start, start the groove. Get get it going. When did the beats jump, Rich? This is a complicated song. Let's let's flatten it out for now, just so we okay. can play something. That sounds nice. Wait, you can't stop when the band comes in. You got to keep going. You're the timekeeper now. Playing in the old key, sorry. Screwing you up. Let him groove on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, groove, groove on it. You start first. Every time I play a chord, you add a beat to the measure. Do you realize that? It's so pretty, though, Rich. Two, three, four. Skip the beat. He was alright. Don't address him. Just let him be on one of that pilot here. He's so red. When I want to run away, I drive off in my car. <laughs> but whichever way I go, it comes back to the place you are. All my instincts, they return And the grand facade, so soon will burn You're getting fancy now <laughs> Three, four 
without a noise Without my pride I reach out from the inside practice this for a little bit before doing it on the show it's it looks easy to play bongos and congas and stuff but i assure you it's a lot harder than it looks and this is even harder because it's even smaller space uh, yeah. uh. that was also a complicated beat you gave him no it's fast it's fast i don't like you <laughs> Jared has to like it right now because I got this. How about we jam on something joint. really? No, no. Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. Oh. Yeah. Uh. 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 What? Uh. Uh. In the club. Uh. Uh. Get a drink. Uh, uh, we've been doing this uh. for a long time. I'm gonna end the episode now. Uh, what I do want to say is this. Um, could you stop for a second, please? Sure. Thank you. Um. I got this, and I basically just got it for this, but I actually ended up doing some sessions with it, or a session, I should say. Uh, Band Geek listener Jim Crouch uh, uh, contracted me to do a song for him. He wrote this song, and um, we collaborated on this. And um, actually, if any of you guys, uh, listeners, want myself or Anne-Marie or Andy uh, and Not Muff to work on new songs <laughs> with you, uh, we do that from the studio. So what? You Muff didn't even hear you. I did too. So if you want to, you know, hire any of us, uh, we we do that. We we have a recording studio down here, and we don't only do podcasts from here. We also do sessions. So uh, one of the listeners, Jim Crouch, wrote this song, and I actually used this. I I was gonna uh, program uh, cowbell and tambourine part, and I was like, that's really stupid. I'm gonna program it and try to make it sound natural. I have this thing next to me, so I actually played the cowbell and tambourine for this song uh, on on the hand sonic. Audio out, out really or MIDI well. out? I did MIDI. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's cool because you now you have like a more natural feeling MIDI controller for for percussion. Hundred percent right, and uh, I don't think I don't know if I got permission from Jim yet. Let me I send him an email. Um, so if Jim gives me permission to play this song that we worked on, oh wait, I think I did. Okay, so, um, yes, Jim wrote this song. It's called Shut Up. Um, I, I mean, he asked me to also collaborate on this and, and change a couple of things around, but it's, it's you know, primarily his tune. And uh, the, the strange thing is normally when people contact me uh, – you have to stop that right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> normally when people contact me to do things, it's just like, oh, play a guitar solo on this or, you know uh, – uh, do a vocal, you know, put a keyboard part on it, but it's never like do the whole song. And Jim wanted me to uh, record his whole song. He gave me a demo, and I recorded it down here in the studio. 
And um, he asked me if I would, you know, spread the word on his tune a little bit. So I'm going to do that right now. And I figured that's topical because it's a band geek listener. And I used the hand sonic on it. So perfect. we're go What? I said perfect. Right. So I'm going to end this podcast with the song Shut Up by Jim Crouch. And uh, thanks, Jim, for letting us play this. And uh, it was fun working on your song. And uh, I'm Richie Castellano. With me today is the incredibly irritating Jared Pressman. Woo! Oh. You don't have applause on that thing? You suck. I'm sure he does, but he's not, we're not going to sit there while he looks for it. This is the worst mistake I ever made. <laughs> Go to Foley. And my wife, Anne-Marie Castellano, joining us as well. Oh, wait, you know what this is? This kit should be called Joan Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Here's the song Shut Up, which is the sentiment I'm feeling right now towards a certain person in this room. (laughs) I fucking hate you.
tired of hearing I know that you're down and out You'll drink your way to the Close your drunk ass mouth If you keep on yelling, gonna knock you out